Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, it's like you're going like, oh shit, that's hot. At the same time, like, oh shit, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> <Not> the door. <laughs> Lock your doors, goddammit! Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast Voice Love Podcast. I'm your host Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts Kayla and Alexa. Hey, hello. So we are talking about some spice today. (laughs) That's the only way to say it. We're going to be discussing some good and some bad spice scenes in BL and some of the stuff that we enjoy, not enjoy. But before that, we kind of wanted to preface this episode talking about the age-old discussion at this point about like straight women fetishizing gay content or BLs or not even just straight women women in general because not even just women because we're not even all women here so at this point like we have several men watching this podcast so yeah and we even Kayla like it's just like it's just like the amount of queer people who consume BL and it still circles back to the straight women fetishizing comment it's like at this Mm -hmm. point it's not even it's not accurate it's not even mainly straight women Mm -hmm. watching bl yeah yeah and i for one like as a straight woman like the only straight woman on this podcast i i've always had a hard time explaining my enjoyment of spice in bl because i've never like I've grown up in a world that tells me, like, okay, how to ex- I don't know how to explain that. But I've always had a hard time, like, explaining my enjoyment. And I felt a lot of shame when I was younger because I thought that I was fetishizing gay men. Because that's what people were telling me. Like, you cannot watch gay men have sex because you're fetishizing them. And I didn't understand it. And I felt shame because I couldn't explain why mm-hmm. yeah but at this point for me for me and for a lot of other women this enjoyment of bl isn't like it's not about the sex as a sex thing it's about it's not about reality it's about fictional sex and that's what i enjoy i actually i don't really like real sex I don't like porn. I don't like having sex myself, even though I'm straight. I just don't enjoy I I'll do it. I don't I don't feel disgust about it, but I don't don't enjoy it either. Like I just have an enjoyment of fictional sex. And if that's in written or TV shows, as long as it's fictional to me, then I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean I think that's a common sentiment. There's a lot of people on the asexual spectrum who read smut of all kinds and write smut of all kinds. So, you know, I think taking something out of reality 
can make it feel different for people who don't necessarily experience those feelings in real life or want to see that or experience that in real life. Mm-hmm. But I also think like it's a big thing to like a lot of the argument that people make is like BL is not porn. And I think that's mm-hmm. the idea that a lot of straight people have when they are seeing people engage with BL, that, that it's all just men having sex. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to realize that a lot, not all, but a lot of these stories have full flesh out plots going around the sex that's happening. So, you know, yeah. I'm not, I mean, maybe some people do, but like, I'm not just sitting there watching all of the sex scenes from BL and yeah. like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. there's more to it. It's about the characters yeah. and the relationship. And the story and how they've gotten to that point. So it's like, I feel like when a lot of people are like, oh, straight women or women or whoever are fetishizing Mm -hmm. BL, like, they think of BL as porn. And that, like, Mm -hmm. for us, like, watching BL and, you know, watching the sex scenes in BL is porn. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not. It's just not on the same plane of existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my brain goes off in so many tangents when I think about this topic. (laughs) But, I mean, there are definitely BL fans who fetishize gay Asian men. And you can Absolutely. see that from, yeah. like, scrolling on TikTok for, like, five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> even TikTok with um, are horrendous. At yeah, even video. with the gay reality TV show His Man, everyone mm-hmm. was calling it a BL. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like generalizing generalizing it as everybody fetishizing is very one-dimensional because queer fans exist like we said and by doing that you're like completely ignoring how intersectional the fandom is Mm -hmm. like it's not a monolith and when people try to paint it like it is you're just like not acknowledging all these other groups under lgbtq plus exactly but again i think that like Asian men specifically being fetishized is a huge problem. And yeah. as somebody who is also Asian, I've seen it literally play out in my real life, not yeah. just mm-hmm. online. But I just feel like we have to remember that, like, straight feminine presenting fans who are, like, respectful to the community and who are allies are just not the enemy in this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not everybody because the fandom yeah. is so intersectional, like I said. Yeah. I feel a lot, like, I feel triggered sometimes when people bring up the, especially some of gay men bring up, as who are against BL and women watching BL, bring up that it's the same as straight men have been treating lesbians for years. Mm-hmm. The objectification of lesbians, like, it, this is like out in public lesbians have often like they don't even want to call themselves lesbians because they will be approached by straight men thinking that of course if they're lesbians they have a chance because obviously right that whole attitude like it's i feel like if you're gonna compare bl women who watches bl with that it just it puts the whole narrative into a box and puts a sticker on that box and just says, like, that's how it is and there's no nuance, there's no yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I can understand the hesitation. Like, as a queer person, like, if a... And this is where we get into stereotypes about, like, who is enjoying BL. Because, like, mm-hmm. if I was a straight person who didn't know anything about, or not a straight person, if I was a queer person who didn't know anything about the BL community, and, like, even me a few years back before I was into BL, like, the idea of a bunch of straight women, like, if I didn't know that BL was more than just sex or yaoi, you know, Mm -hmm. the idea of that can be off-putting, and I don't think it's comparable to the way that, like, the straight men fetishize lesbians, but Mm -hmm. I can understand that that's maybe the only comparison they can jump to, Mm -hmm. but... If you just look into it, just look under the surface just the tiniest bit, and you'll see that it's not the same thing at all. Mm -hmm. There's different power dynamics when it comes to cishet men engaging with lesbians and lesbian content and lesbian porn or whatever they're watching. And it's just, like I said, it's not porn. So, like, it is a very different thing at its base level. I can understand the worry, like, coming from 
the gay men to an extent, but I think that it's just like understanding the context and Mm -hmm. understanding the nuance and looking beyond the stereotypes. And if like you can do that, then you'll see that it's not a comparable thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like with like BL fans fetishizing, I feel like the part that's fetishized more is that they're Asian than possibly being gay. (laughs) Like that's the big distinction I think between that and the way that lesbians have been Mm over-sexualized in the media. Because I even think of like K-pop people do that in K-pop too. And there's, there's technically no like BL element to K-pop, even though I feel like there kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the fan service is there because they've sort of, like, they've noticed how the girls respond to it, so they're playing Mm -hmm. into that fetishization, but because they they know they'll make money off it. So, I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the, the real problem here is capitalism honestly like i'm just going to capitalism for everything it's always capitalism yeah but i mean the fetishization of asians in general asian women asian men it's a thing it happens everywhere it's not like a bl thing it's in everyday life like in here in normal society in norway there's a huge problem with thai women being fetishized by Mm -hmm. white men yeah and it's yeah it's bad yeah yeah Yeah. i just think it's a very nuanced discussion and it is frustrating when you're a fan of something and you just Mm -hmm. get thrown under this often inaccurate label of like a straight woman and a lot of the times Mm -hmm. it's like straight white women too is the assumption and and like Kayla yeah. said I feel like that just erases so much of the intersectionality of the BL fandom especially in the last couple of years as it's gotten mm-hmm. bigger and bigger and considering the fact that you know the origins of BL and yaoi come from Japan like you know the way that it's been stereotyped to be like this straight white teenage girl or whatever that people mm-hmm. think it is or like single woman spinster type situation like it's just so weird that it's gotten to that point and it's really frustrating as like a fan of the genre to be thrown mm-hmm. under such an inaccurate an umbrella you know yeah. yeah yeah because we've like had comments on our videos that people think we're fetishizing yeah men. it's like you already have to assume all of our identities individually yeah, exactly. to make that comment <laughs> but anyway <laughs> yeah yeah so we just like wanted to address that before we get into the actual talking here and like everything i just want people to know that like we're not coming at this discussion from disrespect or objectifying or sexualizing or anything like that it's it's just expression or like a genre it's a story yeah. it's fantasy it's And, like, there are important discussions to be had around sex and BL, and I think we're going to touch on some of that stuff, too. Like, you know, so it's not just, like, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said it, Pixie. We'll get into it. We'll (laughs) get into it. We'll be, like, uh, touching on some points during this whole discussion that goes into this. So, yes. Yes. First, we wanted to talk, we're just calling it the good, (laughs) (laughs) talking about the positive spice in BL, because there are a lot of positive aspects of BL spice. Mm -hmm. The biggest point here about what's, why it's important to keep the spice in BL is that we need to normalize portrayals of queer sex. I made this comparison of like, people will, like, not blink an eye at, like, the sex scenes in Bridgerton, as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, those were pretty explicit. (laughs) And that will be completely normal. But when it's two men in a show, suddenly you're not supposed to show it. If you show it, you're fetishizing it. Like, the double standard there is wrong, and you're also gatekeeping, making it harder for people to actually understand what queer sex is because we don't have queer sex education. Yeah. Most places. Yeah. Yeah. So where are young people gonna learn? Yeah. Yeah. In general, queer sex and especially 
sex between gay men is like has this reputation and it's like very I guess like demonized is the word I'm thinking of so mm-hmm. a lot of people have this idea that like especially specifically sex between gay men is like mm-hmm. perverted thing and obviously mm-hmm. that's rooted in homophobia but that's why I think it is important to have sex shown in television and NBLs the same way it would be if it was a heterosexual couple and to show the different ways that can exist. And I think for the most part, BL does a good job of showing like how different intimacy can be on very different levels. And it goes everywhere, anywhere from the sweet, fluffy, you know, fish kisses that people love to hate to the more intense portrayals of like BDSM relationships and things we've been getting lately. So I think in that aspect, it's really important for normalizing. And obviously like sex in a drama is always going to be sensationalized. And most of the time they don't, not most of the time, a lot of them don't show the educational aspect or they'll skip those steps. But I think some of them do have a lot of educational inserts around safe sex and condom Mm -hmm. use and things like that so obviously it's not a replacement for yeah consent it's not a replacement for having like actual queer sex education in our schools and stuff like that which is something that we need but i do think it can be a good thing for people who have never seen a portrayal of queer sex before and like i think it's a better idea for people to be watching like a sex scene in a bl as opposed to like porn because i think porn yeah. is like a whole different realistic yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah i don't know yeah what i wanted to say too is that like often people especially people who are not don't know about bl often they hear like spice in bl or not safe for work scenes or intimacy in bl and think very explicitly but I would argue that BL is one of the best genres of doing also the the explicit but not lo- not explicit but very intimate still. Mm. If you know what I, I like an example here to my star the yeah. last scene when they're yeah, rolling yeah. around in the bed and he's between his like like that scene isn't like they have all their clothes on like it's nothing like explicit they're not even like moving in a sexual way actually but it's still very intimate it's still very sensual it's very it's very tantalizing so yeah, it invokes yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of feelings when you're watching it mm-hmm. yeah i think like intimacy and like showing scenes that have that level of intimacy i mean for me personally are sometimes some of my favorite scenes in bl but yeah i do think that also works to show Sorry, my cat is literally laying on my keyboard. (laughs) I do think that that works to show that, like, once again, going into, like, gay sex isn't immediately just, like, going at it, you know? Like, there's there's build-up, and there's intimacy, and there's romance, and I think a lot of BLs, and there's a lot of queer media that shows it, too, although, you Mm -hmm. know, I think it kind of depends on what media you're looking at and, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. But yeah, I think that intimacy and that romance is important for a lot of people, especially like young (laughs) queer questioning people who like have never seen that type of relationship before and don't know what it can look like. So Mm -hmm. even though it's a TV show and it's not real or whatever, like I do think it's important for young people to be able to see that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Melody wants to join. I think, like, from before, what I've seen of, like, queer media is that often, especially if it's made by gay men, it's often very explicit, like, to a point where, for me, it's too much. If you know what, like, I, not everything, but some of the stuff that I watched or tried. And I think it's the difference between the female gaze and the male gaze. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that queer media. Like, it does, like... Obviously, like, it has an audience. Some people enjoy stuff like that. And some enjoy it a little little softer. I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. that. But for me, it's always about the tension and the road there, not the act in itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what they call, like, housewife porn. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that term term before. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, 
literally when I was growing up, that's what they call housewife porn. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff like that. It's housewife mm. porn because you have the build up. It's not just they're not just. Uh, going it's like at the it. four women or whatever you know the cat that yeah. category type of thing. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's the difference between the male and the female gaze. Although I will say this, while we do box those in, I do think like the world today isn't as like squared. Like it, yeah. we, we are so much like everything is on a spectrum. Like you can't just box people in, obviously. Like it's not just women watching this, watching a BL because it's, it's not right that it's just women that feel that way. But to make a point, we kind of have to sort of box it in. Yeah, it's kind of it's just like a way to speak against the way that it's stereotyped already. I feel like yeah, yeah. I also like speaking in terms of those stereotypes. Like obviously, Mm -hmm. we know that we are not all straight women, you know. But and not all women think the same. And I mean, like. There are a spectrum of women as well. Like, not all women want the attention. Some just want the sex. I mean, there's a difference. Same with men. Some, like, not all men just want the sex or objectify women or, yeah. There's a spectrum. And there are obviously non-binary people. Like, it's very hard to have these, like, discussions without thinking about nuance, which I think is a huge problem nowadays because no one is taking into account nuance in their discussions they're just like discussing as if it was black and white mm-hmm. without the bigger yeah. picture the context of the discussion always gets ignored <laughs> yeah yeah it turns into like personal grudges instead of the actual topic. and and like my yeah. it turns into people using their feelings as facts Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm feeling this way, it has to be a fact for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Which, people are different. We need to respect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, lately, there's been, like, a sort of boom in more explicit BLs. Which I think, personally, is great. Because you get, like, a range. Yeah. And that's what we need in BL. Honestly, we need range. Because when we started watching BL, there was like three BLs and you were just like, okay, we're going to watch all of them, even though they don't <laughs> speak to us. Like, we're yep. so used to watching everything that comes out that we just... It's nice to be able to like pick and choose stuff that interests me. And be like, There's so much happening yeah. that I can actually just pick a couple of shows that interest me. And like, yeah, maybe I feel like I'm missing out on everything but like at least it's more than only having two shows to watch in a year or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it does like help normalize and it does help not make everything super exciting i don't know when i first got into bl everything was so like heightened exciting because it was new it was different it was like wow am i allowed to watch this like it it was very But now that, like, it's normal, it's okay, I don't need to watch everything. I don't need to get, like, the whole thing in. It's fine. And I love that they are doing more, like, a BDSM specter on some of the shows. Even though I will argue that some of some of it is a train wreck, but... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I do think, like, having more range and more choice and and more depictions of things is definitely speaking to not only the way the genre is growing, but the way the society is, like, yeah, their feelings about the genre are changing. Because, you know, a lot of the times in the past, you know, you had to keep a certain level of PG or PG-13 ratings to your shows because there was only so much that they were going to let you show on TV or the production companies would let you get away with in general. So obviously, you know, they're still censored and uncensored versions. Like a different version is going to go on TV than goes on the online platform or whatever. But the fact that, you know, production companies are willing to put money into these darker, more complex, more explicit relationships I definitely think shows the way that society and if we're talking about Thailand you know the Thai media companies and such have like 
warmed up. I don't know if warmed up is the right word, but are seeing BL differently than they have in the past. And there's a lot more potential coming from it. So I think Mm -hmm. in that regard, it's, oh my God, it's a good thing as well. (laughs) I'm going, I'm going on vacation later and she knows it. So she's being needy today. So if you, you know, are watching this and you see Melody's butt every five seconds, that is why. I don't know if it's like super relevant, but since you mentioned like censored and uncensored, I'm thinking back to our episode where we talked about how BL is rated and how Mm -hmm. it tends to be rated higher because it's gay. So I'm wondering even if like some of the scenes that are considered NC or like bed scenes, are they even that explicit? Sometimes it's just like someone lays down on a bed and kisses, like (laughs) they kiss a little bit and then it cuts to black. Yeah, you see a you see a fish in a bowl and you know what's up. Yeah, (laughs) it's like no, it's also like you said, like this variation of different types of BL and especially NC with like fluffy and BDSM has Mm -hmm. it's really been expanded. Which is crazy, because I did not expect it to ever expand this much when I first got into BL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. And talking about the good, like, obviously they're, like, just to segue it a little bit, there's a lot of bad. <laughs> I don't know how to say that without being less awkward. There is another side to this and and there are shows that are using sex to sell and obviously even the good ones are still using the sex to sell but at least they're making a space for it they're actually making it believable for the story they're putting a story behind it. it's not just porn right <laughs> they're not just selling sex a yeah. show of sex unlike some other shows like <laughs> check out oh check out is like the bane of my existence <laughs> dude i'm just gonna i'm gonna rant a little bit because i told you <laughs> this was gonna happen i said you did. were gonna do this <laughs> from the very beginning <laughs> you know all their promotional content before the series even aired was just two boys naked kissing or in bed <laughs> together like it was all just naked boys right and then they came out with the show. Every thumbnail had some kind of naked kissing boy in it. Like, everything was just, like, sex, sex. And the whole talk about OnlyFans and stuff like that. It's oh. just, like, how more obvious can you be? And then it comes out that the story is terrible. Like, they haven't... <laughs> they basically just took sex and tried to make a story around it. Instead and of it was an, having it was, a story it was and a story. including <laughs> sex in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think, like, there is something to be said for the way that they were marketing this drama. And it's not something good. I mean, you know, we're talking about, like, shows that, you know, talking about how even other shows use sex to sell. Like, Kim Porsche had a lot of their teaser posters were very, like, spicy. And yeah. a lot of their teasers were very spicy in nature. Mm-hmm. And... Unforgotten Night, like, I don't think it was a good drama, but I think it advertised sex in a very different way than Checkout did. I mean, they were both meant to kind of be in the same realm as, like, these NC-17, like, so super spicy dramas. But, like, the way they both advertised were very, very different. And, like, Unforgotten Night was the one that was about BDSM. And, like, yeah, yeah, they had some, like, BDSM imagery in their posters and stuff like that. But they also, like at least try to offer more from the marketing and the teasers yeah. that they put out. And so I think with Checkout, it's very obvious that, like, they put out their episode zero, they saw how people reacted to the scenes in that episode zero, and then they were like, we are going to use this to sell the whole drama. Mm-hmm. And they did, and people tried to tune in for it, and then, like, it had nothing to offer. So it's just no. like... <laughs> What is the point of exploiting the sex and exploiting gay sex if you're not going to offer anything else with it, you know? Yeah. I feel like they could have let it go and just been like, okay, it's not for me, but there Mm -hmm. are people who like it and there's a space for it. But the OnlyFans thing just like completely rubbed me the wrong way. Like being so adamant. 
Yeah, about yeah. how they're filming nude. They filmed it like, naked. I was like, why do you need to say that? Why do we need to know how it was filmed? Like, it's so weird yeah, to me that they... We, we don't actually want to see these boys have sex. Yeah, that, they think that, that people do, though. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't porn. Dude. <laughs> no, yeah, I think this boring. is, like, the difference between, like, the female and the male gaze kind of discussion again. I think, like, they saw that girls were reacting to the sex scenes and they thought okay let's just have sex and they don't understand that the story the tension all of that is more of is more intimacy for us than the actual action that's why we there's porn for men and there's porn for women because women do not want to see just going at it it's not it's not like i mean there might be some that do but you know (laughs) no hate to any women who like to see people just going at it but (laughs) a bl drama is not the space for that like it's not exactly Exactly. and i feel like they wanted it to be porn Mm -hmm. basically up until showing their dicks on the screen like they wanted to go as far as just like just that was the line that they wanted to draw it at. And that is yeah. the way they tried to advertise it. And yeah. that's where it feels weird and almost like exploitative of mm-hmm. the actors to me. Cause I'm like, I don't know, you know, you want to believe that the actors were in an environment where they felt comfortable filming these scenes and you know, that they were done in a way that was safe for them. But when I hear that, like, oh, the actors, like, they were so gung-ho about filming their scenes naked. I'm like, that rings an alarm in I my head. I don't believe that <laughs> That rings all. an alarm in my head. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to make any assumptions or I'm not trying to say anything about how that production went off. But I don't know if you're so, if you have to be so gung-ho about, like, insisting that this is what the actors wanted to, like, explain why you said that, then, like, it feels a little bit weird to me. Yeah, I don't think you should have to specify that unless you're trying to cover up. <laughs> Compensate for something, happened. yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, everything we've heard from this company and everything we've, of our own experience with the company, it, they are very focused on earning money, and that's it. And we did see, like, an uptick of companies coming out making BLs just to try and ride the BL wave that was happening Mm -hmm. after Together. And they were missing the point entirely. I can deal with low production value. Like, we deal with, like, hideous audio on these dramas (laughs) (laughs) all the time. Looking at you, loving the air. (laughs) Like, one one of my favorite, like, Chinese BLs, like the, on web... BL because you know in China mm. but one of my favorite like it's super low Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Attraction. Super low. But I love it. Like, I generally love it. Because they have a story to tell. There are actors. They're having fun with it. It's fine. But some of these BLs that came out were so obviously trying to just earn money from it that they weren't even putting in an effort. And they were just like very obviously using the boys they were like hiring as actors because it was like it's new actors. They don't know the business. They don't know what rights they have. There's practically signing their lives away to the devil (laughs) in a lot of cases yeah unfortunately yeah i think you said it well when you said like a lot of like a lot of people who try and sell it as just sex like this are missing the point and i think it goes back to these stereotypes about what people who watch bl want like i understand that a lot of the times a good makeout scene or a good sex scene will Bring in an audience, but that's mm-hmm. not going to get people to stick around if you're not offering anything else besides that. Because contrary to popular belief, we also want plot and character development and an actual relationship development. And yeah, for a lot of people, having good spicy scenes is a bonus. And, you know, seeing more, seeing spicy scenes that are more spicy is yeah. a bonus for people. And, you know, it's something that will garner interest. And I, And I get that. And I get that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of these shows are marketing from a sexual aspect. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have anything else to offer besides that, then like you're missing the whole point of your Mm -hmm. audience and you're not you're not understanding your audience at that point, I feel like. Yeah, I think going into like one of my least favorite examples here, I'm actually very surprised that this happened. I think one of the best example of not being exploitive, but being just a little bit tone deaf in the space is when MAME put out Don't Say No. I think that was very tone deaf for the BL uh, live action audience. I mean, it's probably fine for her novels. It's a whole different genre. Like it, it's got its whole, yeah. But, but <laughs> putting a show up with so much like just sex without like a proper story to it and putting people like these characters into boxes like god i forgot their names him being slut shamed fiat yeah i was gonna say slut shaming -shaming. that's a very like when has ever men been slut shamed in society i mean i do think it happens within the queer community and i think that the emphasis was that like he was being slut shame because he was a queer man and you know i think there is a lot of issues with that amongst gay men like slut shaming but it was like they could have taken that and done something different with it and they ended up like using his reputation and like basically explaining that he was forced into sex because of his reputation as a slut and like all of these issues with his relationship with i'm forgetting the other guy's name, Jaws character. <laughs> All of these issues with their relationship coming because he was Leo. so worried. Leo, yeah. That he would be too slutty for him and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. they could have taken an issue in the community, which is, like, being slut-shamed for being a sexual being, which, like, is an issue, I think. And they could have taken that and used it as something but instead they played into it and like made it the cause of all of the issues and like Mm -hmm. made it a reason that he was forced into sex with someone and like that was when it got like really like not not it for me yeah i mean mame has this and you see that in every show even if you like it or not like she has this habit of of creating characters that are very like there's a feminine bottom Mm -hmm. and a masculine top and Mm -hmm. there's no doubt which is which and that's kind of playing into like a heteronarrative and obviously that's what we don't want but at the same time if you're gonna do that there are right ways to do it and don't say no was not the right way to do it 
And we don't even need to talk about tarn type because like that's <laughs> we've talked about tarn type enough, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, it just feels like there's different levels to Mame's work. And we'll talk yeah. about Love in the Air, obviously, because I know Pixie wants to talk about it. But yeah, while I do feel like Don't Say No was better than Tarn Type in a lot of aspects. There is also a lot of issues with the way they portrayed like the stereotypes of the characters and how that influenced into their relationship. And Mm -hmm. I do think that show got to a point where they were just trying to add in sex scenes and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to make them like on a different level of raunchy, like with the whole vibrator and things like that. Like it just got to the point where it was like trying too hard to be like different from other sex scenes. And I think, you know... That's not inherently a bad thing, but like in this case, it was just was like yeah, it, it I mean, was too were much. Trying to trying to show that like sex shock value happens, That's a good word. yeah, and Heather. sex happens a lot in a relationship. Like you do have for some people, <laughs> you do have sex a lot, <laughs> and it, it's a normal like. Thing, but Part at the same time, yeah. that's not what we're watching the story for. If mm-hmm. your whole plot is that they have sex a lot, is it's not, <laughs> it's not a plot, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't like lend any anything to the story. I would not like if I watched a show with a lot of sex and it actually had something to give to the story. Mm-hmm then it's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Because it's a part of the story. It's not just there to satisfy some fantasy of mm-hmm. watching two boys together. Like, yeah. it's it's more than that. Yeah, and yeah. like Heather says, some mystery is good. Like, <laughs> that's the whole point with tension. Sometimes a little cutaway is okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, that's the whole point of BLs for me. Like, you don't need to see the whole thing. Like, especially not, like, mangas are different. That's fine. But on a TV show with real people acting and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it, mm-hmm. it's not porn. It's not supposed to be porn. You need to have those cutoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Talking like uh, since we're already talking about Mame, here she goes. <laughs> so I I have to like okay like spoiler alert for Kayla I guess <laughs> Kayla hasn't watched it yet. Kayla, shame on no. you. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get into any spoilers. I'm not. But I think like Love in the Air is a great example of how you can do it because there's a lot of tension there's a lot of intimacy there's a lot of what you like you can it's more explicit without being too explicit like how do you explain that like yeah i feel like a lot of desire yeah yeah i feel like it was different to watch because it looked like you were watching two characters that actually wanted each other and i think that is a very big distinction with don't say no like no shade to john first because like i I think they're great people mm -hmm. but there was like a level of awkwardness i think to their scenes in the way that they were trying to make them like very sexual with the vibrator and like they're going so far and all this stuff i feel like it didn't quite play out with the way their characters were being portrayed and i think that's why so many people were taken aback maybe by love in the air and the way mm-hmm. these scenes are coming across because like it feels very natural yeah That's what i think about the whole it feels incredibly natural for the for the personalities of the characters and also for the actors who are mm-hmm. doing it it doesn't feel like they're being forced into something they don't want to they have like a really natural chemistry without it being like, I would feel like with the uh, Tarn type, Mew and Golf had more of, like, an explosive chemistry. But with these two, Boss and Noel, it's more natural and just, yeah. I think the whole show has a great, like, balance of the not-safe scenes and a story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, their story was based around the progress of their relationship and the development Mm -hmm. of their relationship. And in that way, I feel like they, the timeline of how things played out and the way the scenes came into play, like, there, I think, what was it, two major NC scenes in this one? Yeah. And, you know, I think they both felt 
fitting for the timeline of the show. They didn't feel like mm-hmm. they were coming out of nowhere. It felt like they fit where the characters were at in their relationship development. Mm-hmm. Like for the second scene, especially I think with Rain as Noel's character, like the way he was in that scene felt mm-hmm. very fitting for where his character was at that point in the story yeah. Yeah. and things like that, which like, I think those are like, you know, that's what makes them so, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, like memorable maybe is mm-hmm. because like, it felt very natural and like it fit in with where the characters were and like it made sense for where they were at in their story and I think that's like surprising for specifically a main story but also a lot Mm -hmm. of BLs in general because it sometimes does feel like they just have to put in an NC scene to have at least one NC scene in there you know they feel like they have to do it for whatever reason but like in this case like it just felt like where they were in the story actually fit and felt like where they would be in the progression of that relationship. And I just have to, like, give credit to MAME for once for not using mental illness as a plot point. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. I could talk about this for an hour, so... She's bringing herself in. (laughs) Restraint. Yeah, Um, so... I wrote in our notes about War of Why <laughs> <laughs> because yes. I think it's an interesting example because it's so meta. Like, like you have a ton yeah. of NC scenes, but they're in a series within the series. And the mm-hmm. way they use mm-hmm. them is like to show the influence that those scenes have on marketing. But mm-hmm. like, I've noticed something with the NC scenes and it's that we never really see full shots of what's going on. It's usually just, like, close-up shots of their faces, and I feel like that is also intentional because they're trying to get across that, like, actors' bodies are being exploited, and I think back to, like, checkout Mm -hmm, (laughs) with that. mm -hmm. But, like, even if you don't think of it, like, intellectually, the scenes are still really, like, spicy. Like, they're genuinely well done, and I feel like that's also intentional because they ramped everything up on purpose to show that. So, like, it is at times, yeah, yeah, it, like, does feel raunchy at points, (laughs) but, like, the way it's executed, it's, like, you understand why they made it so raunchy, Mm -hmm. but also, like, focused on the characters' faces instead of their bodies. So, Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. I actually, like, especially when I watched, like, the first story, I actually felt a little bit uncomfortable about That's what I was going to touch on, yeah. Yeah. I think it puts you in this place where you're, like, because you know the nature of why these scenes are happening, like, you feel Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be watching them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that plays into the whole point that they're trying to make with the first story specifically. Was Mm -hmm. it New Ship? Is that what they're called? That what that story was called? Yeah. This whole idea of, like the exploitation of these actors in these NC scenes and knowing why they were pushing themselves so hard in these scenes. And so despite the scenes being like very spicy and very well done from Billy and saying like, as a viewer, you're like, should I be watching this? Because I know why their characters are like pushing themselves in this way. And it's like not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think like the mm-hmm. way they portrayed the scenes and, and produced them, like Kayla was saying, like really, plays into the point that they were trying to make with the story overall. Yeah, and the second story, War of Managers, is even... It's even more ambitious, which I didn't think was possible. (laughs) It's pretty out there. But I think it's interesting that every time in the series they're filming their series, it's always an NC scene. Like, it's never Mm -hmm, anything else. I think that is the funny and ironic part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, we are gonna be doing, like, a sort of deep dive into War of Why, and especially, like, the first part. So stay tuned for that. We'll be getting, like, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> what I would, like, after watching it, I have so many thoughts. Yes. Yeah. I, Alexa, do you have, like, a favorite scene? So the first one that came to mind for me, like, I will say, I feel like this discussion kind of was inspired by our Discord server and (laughs) (laughs) one of our members there, Troy, kind of like posed this question of the day type thing about like see me scenes in BL. And one of the first ones that came to mind for me was Game Boys the movie. Mm -hmm. And I know like when we did our review of 
Game Boy was the movie. We talked about that scene. But yeah. for me, I think that was just like one of the most perfect examples of intimacy, relationship build up. The chemistry was there. They the had the safe sex moment. They had the like flipping the stereotypical positions on their yeah. head moment and things like that. And like, I just think that that scene, like, it just felt like the perfect, like, culmination of all the buildup that we've had of those mm-hmm. characters and especially within the context of the movie it always sticks in my mind as like such it's definitely not like the most raunchy one out there and I don't mm-hmm. think it needs to be because I think it's just like so intimate in the way it was series. done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the whole like aesthetic of that movie it really fit well into that and I think that was definitely one of the first ones that came to mind when I was thinking about this topic mm-hmm I mean, when I first saw, like, the question in our Discord server, I was just, like, everything that popped into my head was actually just, like, very tension-based scenes mm-hmm. from KBLs. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> where your eyes linger. Like, there's a, not a lot of, like, spice in that show, but somehow <laughs> it's just, it's very spicy to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to tension. my star blooming... Like blooming. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Seed and blooming. I can't even. Yeah. But I will I will mention there's a show that I feel has a great like great educational value of being like the good it has the good sex or good spice and then it just like flies off the shelves and ruins everything into bite bad spice. Can anyone guess? Oh, hold on. Let me think uh, about shows that Pixie has <laughs> It starts out so good, and they are perfect mm. amount of like uh, safe, like uh, spice scenes, and then it oh, just like Heather goes got up. it. Why are you? Yes, thank you. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. You have to agree. Like it starts out great. They have like the right amount. It's inner spice. Like with the other couple, it's just like it's. It makes it. I don't know. It makes it make sense for the show, for the story, and it's good mm-hmm. pace and everything. And then it's just like fucking it. it's just <laughs> bolts to the wall, and it's just it like zero what the to fuck? one thousand. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Literally, <laughs> so if anyone is wondering what we're talking about and need a proper like example from like one show, yeah, it goes from good to bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that spectrum of like a good tension felt intimate sex scene, and then it just Mm -hmm. teeters on to like exploit, not exploitative, but like selling sex is the only thing left to offer fan service in the last couple episodes as of the series. And yeah, I agree with Heather here that I still really love the show. I'm gonna say that I just think that they. They completely botched it by doing it like that. They should have taken a break or something. I know it was COVID that did it, and they just, like, had to put out what they had. But, dude. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we kind of have to include Kim Porsche in this discussion. Yeah. And I think that Kim Porsche, I kind of put the NC scenes kind of in the same realm as War of Why, because a good number of those scenes were very dubious consent especially yeah. the first one with Ken and Porsche and as well as the I don't know about the scene with Pete in Vegas it kind of it, it was I a mean, weird I mean it was a situation like, for honestly, someone was being held say, captive like, like so <laughs> Pete should have been like super non-con it should be they should have gone for it because it fit into the story the narrative yeah like, the story it's and okay as long as it fits in but they just like they pussied out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's where I think like the discussion with like Kim Walsh comes in and why I kind of put it on the same plane as War of Why because obviously the scenes were like very like they went for it in those scenes the actors but then like mm-hmm. you also know like especially with like the first Mile and Oppo or Kim and Porsche scene we really saw the consequences of that on Porsche and mm-hmm. the way that really fucked him up mentally and he had a really hard time with himself after that scene and so I think that's kind of why you, it puts you into, yeah. and like this understanding of their relationship and Ken and Porsche and the way they kind of like, and Milo and Oppo have talked about it as well, like use sex as a replacement for 
like communication almost like whenever they're having an issue or they want to communicate something to each other they use sex to do that and Mm -hmm. that was a very purposeful aspect of the characters but I think that's why it kind of falls into that plane of war of why for me because like yeah the scenes were like really like they went for it with those scenes but you also know the context and the consequences of those scenes so it kind of makes watching them feel like you're watching the consequences of them so it makes them feel different than just like a typical nc scene because there's Mm -hmm. so much context and other things going into why those scenes are happening Mm -hmm. and what the aftermath of those scenes are but i do feel like for that reason like they deserve to be or not deserve to be but should be discussed kind of in this section mm-hmm. yeah no, i mean it's like we've said like you can have very spicy scenes without it like taking advantage of the actors and mm-hmm. how comfortable they are with mm-hmm. doing stuff on screen like you can still frame it in a way that will make it okay yeah yeah, in I a think. comfort level. Like I just, I'm just thinking back. Like, okay, cover your ears, Caitlin. <laughs> but when the last um, explicit scene when he's writing, right? Everything is covered. Like, obviously, they have all their underwear. Whatever, you can see on. shots of their underwear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not it, probably on set. It wasn't as explicit as it looks oh absolutely but like there yeah. are ways to make it look more than it is yeah and, and you can and... still have that tension and that spice in a way in which the actors are comfortable and you know i think kim Porsche is the same way like kayla mentioned in the chat that like they specifically had a closed set for all of those nc scenes because you know they were showing ass and stuff like that. So, like, they wanted to make sure <laughs> if they were going to be doing that, it was in a way that was comfortable for the actors. And I think, yeah. you know, loving the air and having their little blue shorts on and you can see them in some of the shots. Like, yeah. it's a way to make sure the scenes still come out really well, but also still keep the comfort of the actors mm-hmm. and them and performing it, this scene in mind. Yeah, and it makes for a better acting scene as well, because if the actors are more comfortable in the position they are in, they are more likely to go for it. They are not afraid that parts will touch parts and whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they don't need to think about that. They don't need to think about their stuff hanging around and suddenly being caught on camera, right? So, so you put that out of their heads, making them more comfortable acting. So you yeah. can get like a more intimate scene out of it because they don't have to worry about other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like set protocol for the actors to be wearing some kind of like intimacy garment during sex scenes. Yeah. That's just yeah. a normal part of shooting. The, that should be the <laughs> standard. Yeah. Um, Heather put some of her faves in the chat. Um, Make our days Secret count. Crush on you. Yeah. Secret crush on you. Yeah. Yeah. We best love. And then of course love in the air. Make our days count was wild. I remember watching that <laughs> That couch makeout scene. Yeah, oh my that's god! Wild. And then, like, of course, the parents walked in. But like, oh my god! I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you're going like, oh shit, that's hot. At the same and then time, you're like, oh, oh shit, shit, that's bad. Lock <laughs> the door. Lock your doors, goddammit. Same Whoa, thing happened in Love Mechanics. These gays can never yeah. lock their goddamn doors. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's oh, funny. Mm. An example I'm thinking of right now, like I didn't think about this beforehand, but for some reason the first one that comes to my mind is from Until We Meet Again when they're on that trip to the beach. That one mm. wind team scene in the room yeah it's not even that explicit but it's done so well i think that is a really good end dude scene. have you watched the teaser they put out yes <laughs> like dude they are not yes. even doing anything and i was just like okay it's getting really hot in here i'm just like i know what's happening here <laughs> yeah yeah they're pretty good they have chemistry <laughs> I also do like that Dean Parm scene from that episode as well. And I think that one was like really well done in terms of like exploring intimacy and like the way that that whole scene was framed was like 
Dean wanting, like, Parm wanting to do more and, like, Dean wanting to make sure Parm is comfortable with doing these things and, like, them kind of, like, setting, I don't know if boundary is the right word, but, like, setting this consensual discussion basically on what they wanted to happen that night Mm -hmm. and knowing that, like, yeah, they didn't go all the way that night, you know, that was discussed in the next episode, but, like, they did take steps further, and it was discussed, and it was consensual, and, like, it was still very intimate in the way it was filmed and came off, and so I think, like, Until We Meet Again is a good example of, like, especially those yeah. two scenes in that that mm-hmm. the trip episode from when Team and Dean Parm. I really like both of those. Yeah. Can I say one thing I really, really hate in, in BLs about filming, how they film it? or how they cut it afterwards, when they have these like excruciatingly long scenes where they're just like, just close and just staring at each other. And it's just, <laughs> it, it just like, it cuts for the next episode and you get the next episode and there's five minutes of them staring at each other and nothing's happening. Yeah. And then suddenly something interrupts them so that it, the kiss doesn't even happen. Yeah. That's a classic. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I hate it. Like, luckily, they've stopped doing that. I've noticed that they mainly stopped doing that. <laughs> I am looking at you, GMMTV, but mainly stopped doing it. Oh, I was oh, so yeah. mad about, about that about clip. The eclipse. Hello. <laughs> Oof. I was so mad. Meanwhile, over and vice versa, we've got Jimmy throwing out tongue left and right, which really threw me off when I was watching Ooh. some oh, of those I haven't scenes. watched it yet. Because this is, I was like, this is a GMM TV series and I am seeing Jimmy's tongue in someone's mouth. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I haven't but, yeah. watched it yet. Oh my god. Yeah, cutie oh, cutie pie. pie. Cutie pie. Hmm. Yeah, there's, yep, cutie pie. <laughs> I remember oh, the... No, no, my favorite, like, intimate, like, tantalizing moment from Cutie Pie for me is when C calls out <laughs> his uh, Nunu's name. Oh, when he yells his full name. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. That, that really gets me, too. I can't even... <laughs> I, sh- I felt that. I felt that in my core, and I need C to do that to me. <laughs> Oh, oh, pixie. Never change. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the NC scenes in Cutie Pie are, like, really overproduced, but I liked them. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel mm-hmm. a little bit prolonged, but I I yeah. really didn't mind it at yeah. all. I think it fits, like, the, the story in general and the actors, and just, they used Nunu and C in a really good way. Like, they know them as actors, they know their chemistry, and they use them in a way that fits for them, which made it good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm I think. Yeah, I agree with that. They definitely did have some of those moments that you were talking about where, like, they were going in for the kiss, and then, like, they cut it for the next episode type no, situation. I, I but it wasn't, like, as prolonged in some of, as in some of these other series that are out there. <laughs> I mean, it's like giving women like the equip. How do you say? It's edging. It's edging. No, 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 no. But like the equil- equivalent. Equivalent. Equivalent to blue balls. Edging, yeah. Blue balls edging, yeah. <laughs> What's edging? No. Edging is basically like when you get to the edge of. Oh, it is. Okay, I've your- learned a new thing. Okay, okay, yes, exactly. Well, that was education minute. <laughs> Sex education. <laughs> Is that a normal term? Am I too old? Yeah, again? <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty common. Yeah, <laughs> I never heard that. Uh, Funny. <laughs> teaching Pixie new terms to use in her daily life. Yeah, yeah. In my daily life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm just gonna go teach words. my kids what edging means. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes you use like words like that, but you don't use them in a sexual way. So like yeah. I started using the term raw dogging to just like <laughs> to just describe everyday things. Just raw dogging life right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> 
okay, yeah. This whole discussion got a little bit spicy. <laughs> hey, we warned people. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. Yes, they did. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. Do you guys have any other shows that are just like buried in your head? Like, no. I think I talked about all of mine that really stood out, stick stick out for me. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like my whole head now. Like it's just like love in the air, love in the air. <laughs> <laughs> how you feel about spicy scenes in BL. Is it not your thing? Do you have a favorite spicy scene from BL? Share your thoughts with us down in the comments or over on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode and we'll see you next week. We can hear you, Heather. Now, Pixie, let me say that again. Do we need to tell you what edging is? Do we need to explain this? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.